Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erio's original. Guys, thank you so much for writing. We're going to start reading more reviews and letters in the coming weeks. But what you can do right now is while you're listening, you can subscribe. It makes all the difference. We hope to make a second season of this show. It will all have to do with downloads. You know how it goes. We are business women mm-hmm. after all. Indeed. So subscribe, tell a friend. We can't wait to bring you more episodes. Thanks for everything. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Welcome to Faxi Browns. I'm Priyanka. I'm Camilla, and this is the podcast navigating beauty and wellness from our perspectives as women of color. This week, like every week, we're talking stuff and things, tips and tricks, and deconstructing Western beauty standards. And we are joined by special guest Maggie Simpkins. Hi. So Maggie is a remarkably accomplished uh, jewelry designer who specializes in engagement rings. Um, She actually made mine and my husband's wedding bands. Mm. Um, She is from Portland, Oregon, and has made jewelry not just for us, but for um, everyone from Will I Am to Michelle Obama and her team. Um, (laughs) No big deal. She is absolutely fantastic, and we're very, very thrilled to have her on the show this week. Hi, guys. Hi. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. We usually start with with stuff and things, which is where we talk about like a product or like a service or whatever that you've experienced in the last week or so, whether it's like a lipstick or a massage or like a walk or a fitness thing or anything really that you've been enjoying. So we can start so you have time to think about it. Sure. Kim, what's your stuff and thing for this week? So my new thing this week, it's it's disgustingly expensive, but here we are. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a fancy lady. I don't care. Um, but once you buy the cheap Latisse, it all evens out. That's, so. You're right. You're right. What you're is right. the cheap Latisse you were just telling Care us? Care Prost. Care Prost. Life hack. It's a major Great. life hack. Great. $15 yeah. in Generic. Sarah generically instead of 150 yeah. Yeah, okay this is great as i'm in my pursuit of having you know because i have no eyelashes i'm gonna i'm you know I'm going to try everything so yeah but that's not the thing i bought this week the thing i bought <laughs> this week was the new face microcurrent machine and yes it, it's a little microcurrent massager that you just kind of roll over your face in a series of motions and it kind of stimulates your facial muscles and gives you a bit of a lift and a boost and um you know kind of gets the circulation going i got mine on derm store for 30% off so it should have been about $350 so I got it for like $250 so that feels nice. a little bit better it's still a lot of money but okay it is the season it is the season <laughs> Black Friday <laughs> that, that's it <laughs> but it's very cute it's small you know it kind of sits on your uh, bathroom counter and there's also a little app that helps you cute? with the does it look cute yeah it counter? does look okay. cute yeah it's just yeah that, it's that, important let's be honest that matters it matters it enormously it does um, <laughs> and, it's gonna um, bum you out otherwise you're Walking yeah. in and it's just like wires. Yeah. <laughs> just like and it's it. this cute little thing. It sits there and, um, you know, it looks inviting. I'm like, yeah. oh, you. Hi. I'm going <laughs> to use you and roll you over my face. So it's essentially, there's a little app and it kind of help, uh, guides you through the, you know, what they call these little mini workouts, which mm-hmm. are anywhere from like three minutes to like a very longer one, which is 15 minutes, which um, I did a 15 minute the other day whilst I was like sitting in the bathtub and Ooh. you apply this gel to your face. Is that safe? Yeah. Microcurrent bathtub. 
in the battery. It's not plugged in when you're using it. It's only plugged in when you're charged. Yeah. And what if you drop it? But you just be careful. (gasps) Just don't be like. Anne likes to just live life. Earthquakes. I don't think it's a particularly high current. It might just like stop my heart for a second. It's fine. (laughs) Just like. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's fine. It's fine. It's a micro current, not a macro current. I think it's probably about the equivalent of like dropping your phone in the bath. Like Mm -hmm. your iPhone's not gonna end your life. Vibration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like it's it's fine. So you do it 15 minutes. You kind of rub it on with this gel, and then afterwards, the you know you kind of like rub in the remaining serum. But I noticed the results almost immediately. Mm -hmm. What about Mm -hmm. the next day? The next day was yeah. I still think good. Okay. I think still good. But it was more that you know they tell you to take a photo before and afterwards mm-hmm. because you can see more clearly Ooh. and I could definitely tell that there was like my my cheekbones are more highlighted mm-hmm. I could see like a little bit more tautness so yes yeah, so I'm only a few days into using it so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the longer range results. How often do you need to use it? I say it between like three times a week to like um, yeah one to three times a week. So then what's you. like the upkeep that you have to keep buying the gel and like batter like here's how does the, that work? So they do have a gel mm-hmm. um, which is vastly expensive mm-hmm. it's like right. $40 mm-hmm. of course. however you don't you shouldn't buy that one because yeah. when you buy the thing it comes with a free little thing of the mm-hmm. gel there is a dupe which is excellent it's basically it's aloe vera gel which okay. you can get for instead of forty dollars it is six dollars and yeah that's one you can use brilliant and done yeah my thing of the week is something that i've used for many 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 years but we've never mm-hmm. talked about on the pod which is my menstrual cup i know it's not glamorous uh, yeah oh yeah but yeah god yeah. i mean I, I i switched over i don't even know how many years yeah. ago and people thought it was gross <laughs> frankly they were like ew and i was like yeah. i never have to think about it yeah. i have like one heavy day now that i have two yeah. kids but like i just pop it in there yeah. i don't think about it until nighttime yeah. clean it up pop it back in it's crazy how yeah. easy it is and how terrified yes. people still are of yes. using people, it yes. i thought people are very scared of touching their vaginas but that's <laughs> especially but, when they're bleeding right yeah oh my god yeah it's i because i never use like applicator tampons because i just yeah. find them incredibly wasteful yeah. yeah um but again when i say that to people they're like oh my god yeah. you touch it i was like yes. how do you do that yeah <laughs> um in the wild it's yeah. a part of your body yeah and a, a friend of mine who i was just texting i was like, coaching her through it i actually made like a video of how to fold it up and yeah. and do yeah. the whole thing and she was like but like your fingers go in there, and I was like, "Yeah, you're like, yeah, like, <laughs> you gotta get, get it in, in there. there. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Your fingers <laughs> touch your vagina. Like oh, if you were gonna put a retainer up. in, you would put your fingers in your yeah. mouth, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, they don't stay in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am a big fan. So the the cup, I try to cup. Yeah, doesn't it's not comfortable for me. Oh. But I'm a big fan of flex fits and soft cups. Oh. So I'm actually I love the the CEO. Her name's Lauren. Um, she's a badass. They're they're the disposable versions of those. Okay, okay. And they're much less. It's it's a ring and kind mm-hmm. of just like a, a really up. light bag, oh. and so it's not as present. Yes. Uh-huh. Um. And I they're game changers for me personally. I love, yeah. I, I awesome. love them. Like I'm gonna have to give this right. I, yeah. I I did buy a menstrual cup and then I keep forgetting that I bought it. Yeah. And yeah. again, like getting used to actually yeah. doing the the fold and yeah. put in mm-hmm. thing is like I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. And also because I tend to rely so much more on thanks pants yeah. at yes. the moment yeah. than anything. I can oh, just yeah. kind of get by yeah. on those these days. But that's wonderful. Yeah. They're I'm pretty like good. Mommy. Yeah. That mommy. might be my thing of the week too. Yeah. I literally just yeah. started my cycle and I think yeah. that it is a game changer to have yeah. that kind of like accessibility yeah to 
these new products. It's so fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. I, what I love about the things pants is this side again, not having to put anything inside myself. Yeah. That yeah. it's also they're incredibly moisture wicking because they just feel very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Also, the high waisted ones are great for the first couple of days when, when you do have cramps mm-hmm. and it yeah. just feels like a very nice warm hug. Yeah. But I used to not be like that. Like I had fibroid surgery a few years mm. ago, which changed everything okay because before i used to have like debilitating periods that would just like take me out for like there would be a day a month where i would basically have to be in bed because my legs were jelly you and i are gonna and, have to talk about the fibroid thing because yeah. i literally just had a doctor's appointment last week oh my god i have a fibroid yeah uh, i was like what's that what do, yeah. what do you mean <laughs> what's going very on? very common for women of color very enormous you know what i have to say i'm i've been so blown away by our healthcare system in a not like so yeah. I've since I've had a vagina that's yeah. been since I've been a person having sex, yeah. it was always you go in, you get checked, you get a pap once a year, right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden you go to the doctor and they're like, Oh no, 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 you don't need a pap for another three years. And you're like, Are you sure? This is, this is yeah, we've changed it to three years. And you're like, Oh, this is okay. I went I went in for my checkup two months yeah. ago and I was like, I think I'd really like a pap. Uh, maybe I'm spotting a little bit. Yeah. And she's like you're not due for another five years. We actually changed it to five years. And I'm like, <laughs> can you just look up. at my vagina? Please? Yeah. Like that doesn't feel safe. Right. Yeah. And, and so she totally convinced me like, well, you're, but you're healthy. Like you're spotting, but like, that's not anything to be. And so then this time when yeah, during over fibroid. Thanksgiving, yeah. I was ovulating, I was at home visiting my mom and I started spotting and I'm like, no, yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. this isn't. And I had to call them and like demand them Ugh. to, to yeah. give me like, a real pap. And sure enough, they go in with the ultrasound. They're like, oh yeah, you have fibroids. And I'm like, and imagine I came back five years later. What would they look like then? Exactly. And why would you talk me out of having my body examined? It blows my mind. Yeah. And it's also in a situation where it's just like, look, you're going to charge for it anyway. Just like, (laughs) like you're billing my insurance. Exactly. Just do the thing. But yeah, I think there is just a, um, like having to advocate so much for yourself health wise is um, exhausting. It's it's sad. And especially as a non-white woman as Mm -hmm. well that yeah. your cries are generally not heard as right. you know as you know at all and again like not being educated as well that um you know there are certain things that as a non-white woman you are much more likely to right. have such as fibroids right. that should have been something that you know maybe someone should have right <laughs> mentioned Said. or thought yeah. of yeah but yeah absolutely it's so but we'll yeah. talk we'll talk yeah. fibroid health after highly <laughs> recommend it great <laughs> so life-changing yeah. but my oh, periods yeah. went from eight days to three amazing yeah. I had fibroids before I had my first kid and I was trying Mm -hmm. and they were like, I remember them looking and saying, oh, but they might go away during pregnancy Mm -hmm. because everything shifts so much. You Mm -hmm. just never know. And then I had a baby and they were gone. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Cool. It's also weird. always like having babies also kind of like sometimes like flushes out uh, cancers as yes. well. Which yes. is like, Interesting. Yeah. You have, that like, I did not know. The beginning is of any HPV sometimes it'll just like, but, oh, it's weird. I don't know. But do you wonder, I mean, is that because your body is in this like power mode that it's like healing itself? But like one of the things my brain, where my brain goes is yeah. that like does the cancer go into your baby? I mean, really though, yeah. like, Oh, you're yeah. flushing I, out this cancer. Think, like, where does it go? Where is it stored? I, I think because there's so much regeneration of yeah. like, tissue and stuff. So, like a lot of that stuff just kind of get, yeah, it literally just gets flushed out. It's it pretty might, weird. It might go into the baby. No, <laughs> no. I'm just saying we'll know in 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> 
We live in Los Angeles, surrounded by forest fires all the time. Cancer's going somewhere, whether we want it or not. Oh my God, I don't want to know. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So, the week of men's, this is my, yeah, menstruation is my. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk jewelry. Let's talk jewelry. We can do that. Maggie, who designed my wedding band, which I'm looking at right now, and um, beautiful. Is that I think we talked about before that I never really wanted an actual engagement ring. And so my engagement ring was actually a Damien Hirst painting. And so <laughs> um, when it came to doing a wedding band, I, you know, I feel like, oh, well, this is an opportunity to, you know, have a piece of something that is a little bit more personal and kind of speaks to our relationship. And so, you know, this beautiful ring, which is very evocative of the actual painting itself mm-hmm. and I adore it. How did you even start designing jewelry? Well, one of the things that I was just thinking when you were saying that is I think what's really fun is the clients that I work with now, a lot of them are non-traditional. A lot of them are outside of the box thinking. And so it's not just that kind of run of the mill mm-hmm. thing that you think of when you think of an engagement ring. And so I think that that's probably creatively what I love the most is that I get to work with really outside of the box, fun people. Mm -hmm. And if it's all one of a kind, I'm not doing the same thing over and over and over again. We're constantly trying to figure out how we can kind of push the envelope and create something that's completely unique to them that kind of tells this really unique story and is maybe kind of quirky and weird underneath or like yes. in hidden elements. But mm-hmm. looking down at it, you would never know. It's like, yeah, we're, we, your ring is inspired by a Damien Hirst painting but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily always have to be that literal in certain ways so I think that that's really fun and that's what I thought of when you were saying that I have made things my whole life my whole life and so that was just kind of always what I did like when kids were watching movies and tv and playing video games I was making things I was making paper and I was sewing and I was making jewelry Mm -hmm. and it was just something that I did it was something that my mom encouraged and my parents encouraged and I never really thought any which way about it it was just something that I did yeah and so when I had moved out here and I had dropped out of college Nice. We love a college dropout yeah. around here. You were with, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like um, all about it. <laughs> I did too much. Yeah, <laughs> I owed a lot of money, and yeah. I never use any of it. Yeah. Yeah. I speak Italian. Yeah. I there always forget the one speech Italian. It's my one skill. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so sorry, you were in Portland, and then you. I'm from Portland, yeah. born and raised, mm-hmm. and then I moved out here when I was 18 for college. Okay. I came to Loyola Marymount because mm-hmm. I didn't get into USC yeah. and I knew that I wanted to be in Los Angeles. And, and what were you going to study at Loyola? Uh, at the very beginning, it was maybe going to be like public policy or something. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I was really like, no, I want to study business entrepreneurship. Yeah. And that's oh, cool. when I, that's when I settled on it. And, um, I remember ultimately kind of being in these business classes and making fake business plans and like doing a bunch of busy work and mm-hmm. just being like, this isn't, this doesn't make sense. Like this isn't how I retain information. Like I'll come take a class when I have a business that I want to make a plan for. Right. And to, to have, you know, a 40,000, $50,000 a year education for a piece of paper. I'm that I'm like that as an 18 year old, I couldn't possibly like, I felt guilty every day. Like this, I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then I, it wasn't fun. Like private school is not fun. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> I went to so I'm like, this relate. isn't fun and I'm wasting money, money and it's giving me all types of anxiety. Oh my God. I will say I went to state school and I had a great time. Yeah. Like, no, that was, <laughs> I know. I was like, I got there and I was like, where's the kegs? And everyone's yeah. like, um, everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> They're like, in I'm going to go back in Portland and party. <laughs> we had more fun in high school. Okay. Yeah. Oh my um, so I kind of had this like 
baby life crisis where I was just like, I love that expression. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I had been like, I dropped out of Loyola Marymount. I was like doing some generals at Santa Monica College. I was working full time at Nordstrom and I just looked around and I didn't have the words for it at the time other than like, I knew that this wasn't my life. Right. Yeah. I was, this was, this is not my life. Mm -hmm. So I dropped out, I quit my job and I kind of had this moment where I knew that I needed to just sit with myself. Mm Mm-hmm in my 19 year old brain. And so I had reached out to a woman that was one of my, you know, personal shopping clients. And I Mm. didn't really know, honestly, at the time what she did. I know that she, I knew that she had an online store Mm. and I knew that every time she came in to shop with me, she would drop two grand without looking. And I was like, you, what are you (laughs) doing? Teach me your ways. Teach me to do that. Right. Teach me this wealth. How do I? Yeah. I'm like her. Help me. So I ended up just writing her an email and being like, Hey, I'm no longer with Nordstrom. Also, if you ever need any help, any just I'm looking for something part time. If you need help with your online store, Mm -hmm. you know, and she ended up writing me back immediately and was like, great, come in Tuesday. You got a job. Wow. Like, oh, okay. What was the <laughs> so, store? Well, she had. And her name was Ms. Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. She had a small online store and that's mm-hmm. all I knew. And mm-hmm. I showed up and my job was, I didn't know it at the time, but one of the things that she also did was she had a little bit like she had a little jewelry like a fashion jewelry line yeah her best friend had a showroom downtown in the cooper building mm-hmm. so she would put her jewelry in the showroom buyers would come in and she did a lot of private label work okay so my first day on the job was uh quality controlling 2500 necklaces to be sent to bcbg mm-hmm. right so i sit down there was two other people at the time and we were literally just tugging on these necklaces oh, wow. yeah. 2500 of them oh my gosh and then That's tagging 2500 of yeah. them <laughs> and then bagging 2500 of them well so i was like looking around like okay i know i said i wanted something really easy yeah. but i might go in the bathroom and like scratch my eyeballs out right. like yeah. it was like a li- you know yep, yep, yep. and i look over and there's this guy sitting at a desk with pliers mm-hmm. and he's playing with like the pile of scraps mm-hmm. and putting them back together and I'm like oh, I do that right. I do that yeah. no 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 like I'm like no no I I can I do that yeah like, what, do you, what do you mean that's a job mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. so I remember going home so like after seven yeah. hours I was like I have to get out of here so creatively charged frustrated and so understimulated that i went and spent like my little last twenty dollars on earring hooks Mm -hmm. chains charms and feathers Mm -hmm. and so this was back this had to be back in like 2008 okay when feather earrings were just yeah oh my god they were they were you know like you couldn't really find a good pair Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i went home and i probably whipped out like 20 pairs of feather earrings and I very timidly brought them to work with me. Mm-hmm. And then I think finally someone was like, you need to show those to, you know, you need to show those to her. And I, you know, I like very timidly kind of like opened up my, and she was like, oh yeah, great. You can design for my line. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. that was easy. Okay. <laughs> so I got the job, started designing and it was really, it was a really funny full circle moment where like, you know, the stuff is in the showroom, you're getting orders and Nordstrom is ordering. Oh, so it was like a really fun full circle moment where my, whatever my 20 year old brain needed. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can do this. Oh, I got this. Right. And I, and that's where, and I had been so 
kind of like not sure what the move was for so long mm-hmm. that I just kind of was like, I'm getting paid to make stuff. Yeah. Like I'm going to keep going. This is cool. This yeah. is cool. And, and it, and it was working yeah. and I just kind of kept following it. And mm-hmm. then that was all I needed. Right. For my little brain to be like, I got this. And then I ended up taking a job downtown with diamonds, right? A friend <laughs> of a friend had a family owned business. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh yeah, I do jewelry. Yeah. What do you guys need? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just walked in there. Like I knew what I was doing. And I had no idea and I learned a whole other side of it. And so yeah. it was just literally just my, I, I use the term self-taught Yeah. even though what, I don't know. I hate it because I don't think that it gives credit. To, I asked a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of trial and error, but it, it was a lot of taking different jobs and, and, uh, ex, a lot of experimentation, a lot of spending my like little change on like two, like one tool at a time, like yes. trying to, you know, figure, figure it out. But it yeah. was really, I spent a lot of time exploring different sides of the business to mm-hmm. really, really dial in to what exactly it was that I, that brought me joy and that, and that I was really good at. Right. And it sounded like it sounds like you had a good sense of like this isn't right for me, right? And that like uh oh, and your gut was like no no, or like yes yes, you know that I, thing is really it's so important. It's really powerful. Yeah. And I and at the time when I was nineteen and called my mom and said, "Mom, I don't think I want to drop out of, I, I don't think I want to go to school anymore." Mm-hmm. I was really she was really disappointed, uh-huh. and course, I didn't right. and she didn't understand at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was really, I felt really guilty. Yeah. And I didn't know anything other than this feeling inside of me is saying, this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. But as a 19 year old, as a 20 year old, we're not taught to trust that. Absolutely. It's like, well, you're, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. There is a path. Be on the path. And that voice was so strong. And it's, and it's really led me to where I am now at so many different times where I'm like, I got to get out of this. I got to do, you know, and it's, I mean, it's a beautiful thing when you can learn to listen to it and trust it. Totally. Yeah. I think that's so important. And I think about that, like raising a little girl now, how, how, how we can, how we can instill this stuff in her, because it took me a long time to figure out I was pre-med you yeah. know, when, and, um, I had to have a full meltdown. Like yeah. I really yeah. fell apart Yeah, and I didn't know how to handle it. I yeah. didn't know how to say like, I don't think I should be taking biology lab classes all day yeah. or organic chemistry or pre-chem or all these classes that I've taken because I just want to stay in bed all day. And I just ended up staying in bed all day yeah. for weeks <laughs> yeah. and really failing out of school because yeah. I didn't know how to say that. And I didn't yeah. know how to say this doesn't feel right. I need to do something else. Yeah. But yeah. that's a skill that, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's so it, not only by the way, when it comes to stuff for professionally, but even in social situations, oh, yeah. situations completely. with men, by the oh, way, like gosh. when you're young and on campus with a bunch of 19 year olds and a lot of alcohol yeah. like that uh-oh yeah is so important yeah I think that I think that that has been it's it's I mean look when you're starting your own thing you're starting your own business you have to learn to say no yes you have to learn to protect your time mm-hmm. and your energy because if our t- if our time is money and all if I mean there was a point when I was working full-time and trying to do my own thing. And I was really aware if I went out with my friends you the night before yeah. and I was hung over the next day, yeah. that's my time yes. to build my thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm ripping myself off, yeah. you know, and that's never gonna, and, and you, you have to weigh those things, yeah, you know, and, and sacrifice. I had a boss tell me once that, um, she was like, you're so, 
She supported me in like every step, but she did for like once go, you're so millennial. I'm technically not, but you're so millennial. You can't do anything that you don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, nor should you. No, That's, I can't. Yeah. Right. I was like, right. are you all just tolerating things that you hate? And yes. she was like, yeah. 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 And I it's couldn't. wild. Disgusting. It's wild. Can't do it. And people are like, well, don't they know that they need to do this and that? And I'm like, no, first of all, you've told everyone the world is ending for right. like 60 years. Mm-hmm. So right. we're going to do what we want to yeah. do. Very. YOLO. Right. That's really what it is. It's totally what it is. It's just like, well, if the world is going to like implode right. tomorrow, right. then I'm going to do what I want to do. Right. Because we only have Not without... Life. And it's not without hard work. Yes. Exactly. You know, I've paid my dues. Yeah. You know, you pay your yeah. dues, but follow like what feels good and what's authentic. Mm-hmm. For it. Like I look at people and it makes me so sad how many people are so mentally stuck yes. doing something that like in situations that they hate. Yes. And it's, it's, it makes me really sad. It makes me and sad. And it's not to say that, you know, everyone needs to love their job yeah. and that, you know, for a lot of people, I mean, I think especially for this country that it is, you know, that your job yeah. is part of your identity. And so mm-hmm. that, you know, you must do this thing that is, you know, um, that completes you in all ways. And, you know, it's perfectly fine to have a job that is just your job because your concern is actual, you, actually your life yeah. outside yeah. of your job. Yeah. But when it when it becomes a negative, when it kind of, you know, is something that kind of chips away at your soul and something that again is just anti to that feeling in your stomach, the pit of your chest. That's when, right. If your job is actually making you miserable, that's a problem. Yeah. 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 This is a bigger conversation about like teaching young women to trust their guts. I think. Yeah. Very much. And it is, it's so interesting because like obviously so much of your work, you know, is so emotional. Mm -hmm. You are working with couples at this moment in time Mm -hmm. and often with individuals as well, because sometimes I guess the engagement is a surprise. Um, (laughs) That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And um, yeah, I mean, I'd just love to know how you like, you know, how you manage that element of it, like how you manage, you know, dealing with um, uh, someone who is maybe performing a surprise. And Mm -hmm. so this one piece that they're designing mm-hmm. is so incredibly weighted and it means so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. yeah how you're able to kind of mitigate that because again a lot of your work is bedside manner yeah, yeah. it uh, a lot of my work is bedside manner and I and I do think that I'm a talented designer and all of that stuff but I also think that one of my strengths and what I do is is listening to people and yeah. communicating with people and and like you know men come to me terrified mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it's like sometimes you know they're hi I'm supposed to talk to you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like you don't know if you want to give them a hug yeah. give them a shot of whiskey yeah, like yeah. come on come yeah. on sit down. and they're terrified and, and rightfully so it's this huge decision mm-hmm. their life is about to change forever it's a great deal of money they've mm-hmm. never done this before yeah. and is Big she gonna deal. like it and and so much of my job is kind of I, I mean so much of my job is being like this is gonna be awesome this yeah. is gonna be awesome and, and communication yeah. Just really yeah. communicating and expectations and that's that sort of thing. But I think it's incredibly fun. I always think that I always say that my job kind of feels like Christmas. Yeah. Where, you know, you're planning this you have this gift, yeah. you have this gift, you have you know, and you're and unveiling. And, right. And so then there's the unveiling for him, mm-hmm. which is always incredibly fun because by the end of it, all of the fear well, the beginning they're terrified. And then once they kind of get over mm-hmm. Like and they and they trust the vision. Then they get super excited, yeah. which is always funny because oftentimes they're like, "I don't know this jewelry thing. Yeah, What's yeah, the big yeah. deal? I don't really, you know." 
And then they're like, wait, wait, wait. So is the stone going to be, okay. So are there going to be prongs that can we add? And they're like, yeah, who doesn't care about jewelry now? (laughs) You know? And so, and so it kind of, so it turns into this excitement. And then at the end, it turns into this like great sense of pride. Yeah. And so what was so scary before they now have this like thing that they've spent so much time and energy Mm. and thought and put so much love into. Mm -hmm. And now they're really proud to share this with their partner. Right. So that's kind of a really fun evolution. And then the second Christmas is when she gets it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of always on the... And so that's one of the things that I'm just so... I know like with my work, the emotional side of it, you know, this has been such a crazy time in our world, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that like everything that's been going on has a lot of people really stressed out Mm -hmm. and feeling really hopeless and feeling really death. You know, I know like my mom is one of them. Mm -hmm. She's just like, you know, people are like, how could you, our world is. And, and yes. And at the same time, I am surrounded by so much love and so much kind of like hope towards the future on such a daily basis that it's, I feel really grateful that that's kind of this bubble. I'm living in this like constant bubble of love. Of hopefulness. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so, that is really a gift that I yeah. think my my job gives me. Also, like just because the world is ending, if it is, yeah. like that doesn't mean people stop falling in love and wanting to right. do nice things for each other and, and like partnering. Up. Like it's just not. Like what yeah. are you supposed to do? We can't pick it every day. Like right. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. we gotta right. live. Right. Like, that's but also, right. it's just like what are we picketing for? Like, honestly, <laughs> right. but that's the thing. It's just like yes, you know, there is a you know we have a lot of stuff to be mad about. Yeah. Yeah. But what is you know what is the world that you're trying to save? Well, and focus on the love side. Yeah, you know, yeah. not yeah. just I guess not just not letting like the negativity poison yeah. your outlook on. Your yeah. day. That's Indeed. what it is. It's too, e- yeah. it's too easy to go like the world is a bad place and everyone's bad. Right. And then exactly. to sit back and like open your field of vision and be like, right. oh, wait, there are many, many good yeah. things. There are bad things happening and there's a lot of love. Yeah. 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 You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just told us some very nice stories about some very nice men. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you have talked about how the industry is very male. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'd love to talk about how that affected kind of your, your journey. You know, <laughs> it's so interesting because it. I, I still... It's something that I deal with constantly Um, when it comes to how I present myself Mm -hmm. and the clothes that I wear and the way that I carry myself and, you know, my beauty regimen or my beauty standards. And I mean, I work, you know, my clients are mostly men Mm -hmm. and that's cool. But then on the rest of the world, like who else is male? Is it the people who are... It's, I mean, so the jewelry, specifically the diamond industry mm-hmm. and fine jewelry, it's all very male dominated. Yeah. It's also just like a mix of cultures, mm-hmm. which is rad. Yeah. But also culturally, most of the time the men are working and the women are at home mm-hmm. raising the kids. So there aren't a lot of women running shit in those, in those fields. Circles. Yeah. yeah. And so very early on, I was kind of looked at like, you're not you know, a liar. Well, it's like I'm I'm an abs I mean, I'm a woman of color, like African American. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm very much an outlier because it is so culture it's so such a generational thing. Yes. So either you were born into the diamond industry or you weren't. Yeah. So I was right. de- there's no part like, of the diamond industry yeah. or the jo- that is African American. It yeah. doesn't yeah. belong to African American, you know. Which is remarkable when chain, most of the, the kind, actual diamonds are from yeah. you know, yeah. black yeah. countries. Right. So I'm I'm absolutely an outlier, but it it just kind of, I remember really early on kind of being looked at like, okay, so 
you're the secretary and it's like, no, 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 no. I'm not here to be looked at mm-hmm. and I'm not here, you know, I'm here to work. And yeah. so that really early on and for, you know, my low bun, my, yeah. my jeans, my like blaze, I'm running around. And I remember my boss at the time would be like, you look like a little boy. Like he would always kind you're of like, like, good. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, actually, that's the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? That's the point. If I'm running errands for you all day long, like I don't want men to talk to me when I'm in the elevator. I don't yeah. want men to come. And again, culturally, the thing that like this, the kind of stuff that men are comfortable saying to you, like mm-hmm. commenting on your weight. Oh, you lost weight. Oh, you gained weight. Oh, you look good. What does that tattoo say that I can hardly see that I know, co- you know, is this <laughs> yeah. on this like kind of really inappropriate part of your, like, sir, yeah, I don't want you reading the back of mm-hmm. my neck and down my spine. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's not for you. And so it, it is, and it's interesting to navigate the men that I, you know, the artisans that I work with are men that are, twice my age and have been doing their jobs, Mm -hmm. you know, since before I was born. And so navigating, telling them what to do Mm -hmm. is just a really interesting, you know, it, it, you need, you want to be respected. You Mm want to be viewed as intelligent and not as an object and not as a dumb, you know, little girl. And so navigating that, but also still being, you know, and being firm and getting your things on time and having them done the way you like Mm -hmm. And but and also being liked, you know, it's yes. just a really you're constantly being like, hey, I need you to do this. Right. So you're constantly asking people for things. So they need to like you mm-hmm. to want to do your thing they and give to, it to you on time. And then also motivated. one yeah. of the things that was really hard for me in the beginning that I've really I think one of the reasons why I am putting out quality product is you have to say, no, 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 no. You need to do this again. Right. Yep. And that's the hardest thing. Right. Yeah. I as a woman, I still have I have a, hard, a really hard time asking for what I want. Yeah. When it comes to making my jewelry, mm-hmm. it's not about me. It's about my clients. Yes. So I'm going to have to ask all day long Yeah. because you're putting, you know, it's like if I'm putting my name on this mm-hmm. and if you want me to give this to somebody, it needs to be perfect yeah. or it yeah. needs to be done to the best of my ability. And so if I know that, it, you know, mm-hmm. so people don't always want to redo that. So there's a certain kind of f- finesse that mm-hmm. you need to have with people in order yeah. to be like, hey, I actually need you to fix yes. this. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a really strange line to walk it's not unlike being um on set yeah i can see <laughs> that i can see that, that. Mm-hmm. again you're dealing with uh, well you know in a lot of places that are you know in a lot of shows and a lot of uh, movies are very very male dominated right and having to be in control of that set is uh tricky when yeah. you have you know men who are older than you right and you know feel more entitled to the space right that being asked to reevaluate their work or redo something by a younger woman of color is uh, not their favorite thing in the world so yeah having to figure out but when to use the hard power and the soft power that's Mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah. it's tricky and i i you know i think that for most of my 20s i really was moving with my masculine and thinking that Mm -hmm. that's how it needed to Mm -hmm. get done Mm -hmm. and like and I got this I got you know and there was no softness and I really as I'm like coming into my 30s I really want to embrace more of my feminine because I know that that's where the power is but it still is on a on a daily basis it's hard energetically yeah going and fighting the good fight and then coming back and being like 
ah, like, let me soften now. Yeah. Like, let me take my low bun out. And, you yeah. know, I yeah. mean, it's just like all of the things that, yeah. you know, I put on my, my downtown uniform yeah. and I go, you know. But then the one day you wear your hair different or you wear like a dress, they're like, you should wear dresses more often. Oh, yeah. oh no. Like, you should oh, shut no. your mouth. We don't wear dresses. But you know what I mean. I go like, wearing a blouse. Yeah. And, oh, you look yeah. so nice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, yes, thank you. And it's not always, I mean, sometimes it is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And it's not always inappropriate, but the bottom line is like, I'm here to work. I don't want to talk yeah. about what I look like. They exactly. just don't I just it. don't want to talk about it. They're all wired to think that that's how you make small talk with Absolutely. a woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and sometimes you want to go, that's not how yeah. you make small yeah. talk with a woman. Yeah. Like pretend yeah. I'm a man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and so sometimes one. it's easier to just be like, here, yeah. I, I got my sweatshirt. Oh, pretend totally, I'm a man. Yeah. Like, I'll do it for you. Exactly. I totally <laughs> get it. And it, this, the things you're talking about bring up a bigger conversation, which I always love to go back to because I'm mm-hmm. so flummoxed by it, is like, what is what is likability? Mm-hmm. Um, because there is a certain amount of like, like when we have these presidential candidates, like, is she likable? That means, is she is she without edge? Yeah. Which I think to a lot of people is like preferable right. um, and easy and, um, and predictable and that woman won't laugh at you and that woman won't make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. But likability in a work setting Mm -hmm. is like you said is like uh it's a kind of charm you know it's really important and it's not about like taking your teeth out it's about learning how to navigate people and getting from them what you need Mm -hmm. while making them feel rewarded and motivated to do more for you right and um I had a therapist who called it, um, who called them process relation. No, no process relationships are your personal relationships. And these are, oh gosh, what are they called? Whatever they are. Like, it's about like, it's like engaging with people in a nice way, in a professional mm-hmm. way where you go, what do I need from you? How do I get it? And how do I make you give me more? Right. And that's what it is. It's I mean, cracking that. Again, it's, it's the other side of the bedside manner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, be, it's, I mean, it's being good to people, but yeah. also I guess clear clear. yeah (laughs) yeah taking care of yourself and having those boundaries while also kind of like reading what people need and want and some of my like some of the people I work with literally just want to be able to complain yeah yeah and like okay Uh, I'm gonna listen to your complaining for five minutes yeah even though I would never right 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 right. (laughs) but like that's part of it you know and it's just like what do you need like so I think that you know women are very good at it yeah Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so you use ethically sourced materials and stones for all of your pieces. Yes. And also that, you know, that was very meaningful to me. And also part of the reason I didn't want a like mm-hmm. an actual diamond. I, I visited a diamond mine last year and found it absolutely harrowing. And I, you know, I, I just was very much left with, there was one man who was in the mine who was digging with a, a hernia. Mm. And when I asked the mine boss uh, whether this man would be seeing a doctor about that, he told me that... Um, he couldn't afford the dollar to go to 
right. town to go and see the doctor right. whilst he was digging for diamonds that were going to end up in someone's fabulous jewelry. Right. And so for you, like when you use ethically sourced materials and like, you know, A, what does that mean logistically? And A, like what made you arrive at that decision? And or has that always been like part of your philosophy with uh, making rings? I think that, I mean, the part of my philosophy, people are important to me, right? Mm. So it's like taking care of my clients is important to me and like not ripping people off and like being good to people is important to me. Being good to the people that I work with and paying them well is important to me. Um, And so that doesn't just stop with materials and the way that our earth is treated or the, the way that people are treated. That doesn't just stop there. I think that, you know, being good to people is part of my ethos or like just who I am as a person. And so that doesn't, it just doesn't, you can't have one part of it be okay. And the other part not Not be okay. Yeah. 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 And what does it mean logistically for you? Logistically, it means, I mean, having been in, I guess this space for so long, you make you over time you find and make special relationships. And so logistically it means working with people that I trust. Yeah that I trust that they get their materials where they say they get their materials. And that's, that's logistically what it kind of comes down to. Yeah. I guess there's not a lot of, you know, transparency in, in terms of like in in knowing where things come from. And so having to kind of place that trust in the individual is so much more important. Because that's, that's really all you can do at the end of the day. There's not a lot of transparency in the jewelry industry in general. Right. So that was Mm -hmm. another really interesting thing and kind of being self-taught or not having been born into the industry is no one's here to answer your questions. Yeah. Right. No one's here to answer your Mm -hmm. questions. You're asking a lot of questions and people are giving you half answers. No one's giving you a a rule book for it. Yeah. And even I mean, you go to you take jewelry class. Mm -hmm. They don't teach you how to meet a diamond dealer. Right. In in your (laughs) in your metalsmithing class. Or how to not get ripped off or, you know, because and I think that that's been technology is really interesting and it's kind of blowing the lid off of this whole thing because Mm -hmm. there's so many middlemen, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, what are you looking for? Yeah, I got that. They'll run and get it from someone and then give it to you yeah, and pass it off as, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's been so much of the industry Mm -hmm. is things changing hands and people Mm -hmm. making quick profits Mm -hmm. and like, because it all comes down to at the end of the day, like your source, what, you know, you come to me looking for something really specific. Mm -hmm. I have to know exactly who to go to, to find that, to make this ring around what you're looking for. So the deeper my connections run, the deeper my network kind of is the more equipped I am to source these things instead of kind of getting either ripped off by someone or having some shady kind of source, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's so, so fascinating. What's the most important piece of jewelry that you own or that has like the most meaning Hmm. for you? Oh, well, I wear my mom's engagement ring every day. And that was the first thing that came to mind. But my probably the most important piece of jewelry that I own is um, a brass bracelet that I wear on my left wrist. I'm I'm incredibly sentimental, and I I realized that in my journey of making jewelry because mm-hmm. there was a point when it transitioned from me making fashion earrings and ba 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 to and I went out on my own and I was like, what am I gonna you know? I thought I was gonna focus on costume and mm-hmm. fat you know yeah and it it turned I turned into one of a kind engagement Mm -hmm. and because people would ask me like my why 
And I always hated that question because right. I was like, I don't know. I'm getting paid to be creative. Right. What mm-hmm. do you mean? What's right. your why? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's not good enough. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, no, it's not. <laughs> and I, when I went out on my own, I spent all this time, to, you know, developing this collection. I thought I was going to. And I really quickly realized that being in a department store and having a collection was mm-hmm. not going to get me out of bed in the morning. Yes. Right? It just didn't mean anything mm-hmm. to me. It was fun to do it, but it didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until I had a friend ask me to make an engagement ring. And I had this moment where I gave it to him and he's like fighting back tears. And I saw mm. how, how transformative that moment yeah. was. And it was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is why I make things. I make mm. heirlooms. I make things that right. represent this special time and these feelings. It's not about the jewelry, yeah. right? Mm. It's not about if you have yeah. pretty earrings or mm-hmm. what. Okay. That was the moment that I realized why my tie to jewelry was so, you know, it's a sentimental thing. Mm. So back to your original question. Yes. <laughs> the most important. So I have this bracelet that I wear on my rest, left wrist. My dad, my whole life was very quite eccentric and strange <laughs> and always walked to the beat of his own drum and was just a really unique man. And as a kid, I he, I was like, you're so weird. I'm so embarrassed. You know, mm-hmm. he would drive this like series Land Rover around Portland. And, you know, you could hear him coming from like a block away. Like he was just yeah. black man, dreadlocks, all the whole thing. Never wore jewelry, never wore a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. I would always try and like give him clothes for Chris. He would never wear, he was like so uniquely himself. Yeah. So one day when I was like 18 and I was home visiting from college, I was wearing this, this brass bracelet on my wrist and we were doing our date, you know, our like out to lunch date. And mm-hmm. he, it was kind of peeking out of my sweatshirt and he looked at me and he's like, Hey kid, what's that? What's that bracelet you got on your wrist? And I like lit up and I was like, oh, this, and I, like, <laughs> took, I like took it off and I handed it to him and he's kind of like examining it. And he's like nodding his head like, Hmm. Okay. And I was like, you like it? <laughs> he's like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, if I gave it to you, would you wear it? Mm-hmm. And he's like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> and so I I was like, it was like the most exciting, yeah. never in my life yeah. had my dad yeah. ever worn anything. Yeah. That, you know, and I'm like so yeah. sentimental. I'm like, what do you mean you're not wearing that FUBU right. shirt I tried to give you? <laughs> he was like, kid, chill. Yeah. You know? So I gave him this bracelet and uh, every time that I would come back to Portland and we would go on our dates, mm-hmm. I'd always you know, scoot up his, his, uh, sleeve and check to see if he was wearing Mm. the bracelet. And he always was. And so he ended up, he ended up passing, um, in 2012 when I was 23. And so when the hospital sent me his belongings, they sent me the bracelet. So he, so, and I've worn it every day on my wrist for the last seven and a half years. Wow. And so that's my, that's my most important sentimental piece of, uh, jewelry that I have. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a great bracelet. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I absolutely love it. So that's, and it just doesn't come off. And it's, I think that that's my favorite. Look, that's my favorite thing about jewelry. And at the end of the day is that you can't wear your favorite shirt every day. Yeah, right. you you can't. You'll get right. holes in it, you know, whatever. And for me, jewelry is just like a representation of a person, time, place, or thing yeah. that you can literally hold on your body. Okay. You can die with mm-hmm. it on. Yeah, you know, and you can pass. It's like this touched his flesh. Yeah, yeah. And there's not that's jewelry is like the only thing that you can keep with you that has that kind of, I don't know, wearability. I guess. Yeah. So that's my 
I love it. It's my favorite piece. Oh my oh, gosh. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. So I get, I feel really grateful that I get to make yeah. those things for oh, people. Absolutely. The question for you then is you, you do solely custom engagement rings. Is that not right? solely? Uh-huh. I mean, that's, I think that's what brings me the most joy. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of clients that will come to me with weird, one of a kind ideas right. that I have a lot of fun doing because right. it's a new creative mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do enjoy the process of making something that's never been made before mm-hmm. or making something that's kind of outside of the box. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to like the stuff that I talk about or share, mm-hmm. I, it would be one of a kind yeah. kind of engagement stuff. What would you, what are your tips for people who are out like buying jewelry for themselves, whether it's like an heirloom piece or just like an accessory or, I mean, where do you, where does one buy from? Me. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, first um, you have to get engaged I, and then okay. after that no. she'll do whatever you want as long as it's interesting. Yeah, so it better be interesting. interesting. Don't make me make any basic stuff. <laughs> Don't bore her. I'm just, that's actually a question I have. Have you ever had to make a piece, like an engagement ring that you were just like, this is not, this is ugly or like (laughs) I've made one Mm. that this was really early on. I made one that I wasn't really that stoked about Mm -hmm. aesthetically. They really, really wanted it. And I think now I don't, I mean, look, I don't, I wouldn't wear a lot of the stuff that I, Mm -hmm. that I make. Mm -hmm. I'm really simple. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't need to, it's, but it's not for me. Yeah. Right. So aesthetically, if someone comes to me with an idea that I'm not crazy about, I will make suggestions mm-hmm. on how I think that I could improve on it yeah. aesthetically. Mm. But but I, like I said, it's not for me. Yeah. So maybe it, I'm not supposed to love everything. everything. But yeah. at the end of the day, I know that I'm making the m- most aesthetically pleasing version of what someone's wanting. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what my job is, mm-hmm. is to interpret their ideas and, and then still create what they want, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, should we do Rosebud and Thorn? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So Rosebud and Thorn is a game we play where we go through. It's a game we play with my kid who's five. It's how we get him to talk to us in like the car or at night. And the rose is uh, like a beauty highlight of okay. like the week or the past couple of weeks. The thorn is a beauty low point. Okay. <laughs> and um, the bud is something you're looking forward to. Whether and it's like beauty, wellness, fitness, resolute, anything, anything health, beauty, wellness related. Cam, what was your rose? My rose for this week is, oh, I love bar method. I always forget how hard it is. But it's great. And I always kind of go when there's like a deal and mm-hmm. they just, you know, it was like, here's like two weeks for like $40. I'm like, nice. yes. And I just, and it's great because there's one very close to my house. So I walk down to it. I do this class for an hour. It's incredibly hard, but the change in my body is almost immediate. Really? Like even after like a few days, suddenly mm. my triceps are like, hi, shut up. We're here. And we were even like, we were in bed the other day and like, you know, I was like lying there next to Doug and he kind of had his arms around me. He was just like, what's going on with your abs? And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> Ooh, you're right. Sign me up. <laughs> so it's great. It's so yeah. hard. It's very, very it's hard. hard. I hate bars. I hate it's so, it. And it's, for me, Those it's like... tiny movements. Yeah. And it's also like, Ugh. there's such a... Um, the, the, the spaces that are just fre- like frequented by like, you know, kind of very... Thin white ladies who <laughs> yeah. just like who are all they're wearing everywhere. like enormous diamond engagement rings yeah. like the size of their fist. Yeah. But then you're like, we can't let only the rich white ladies. Do yes, that. right. Thank we you. We have to take some of that first. One hundred percent. And that means hanging out with them. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the the inner strength is uh, and working out with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never in my life. <laughs> You've got to work out with them. You've got to yeah. like, yeah. like. But yeah, so bar method. That's been my uh, highlight of the of the week. I love it. 
My rose, and I've only just come up with it, is how much I'm enjoying my number six clogs. Mm. Because mm. I put them away like every summer and then yeah. every winter I'm like, ooh, my winter Birkenstock. Here we go. <laughs> so I have them in tan. I get compliments everywhere I go. I'm not like a... I'm not a stylish person. I'm like oh, a please. uniform person. Same. And everywhere I go, people are like, your shoes. And I'm like, what? Oh, I'm wearing these like wooden blocks on my feet that people just love. And uh, I'm just glad to have them. They literally go with everything. Yeah. That's so chic. I, wear I them need every to check day. those out because yeah. I'm still on my summer Bergen socks, but mm-hmm. with wool socks. Yes. Nice. Which I also <laughs> That's do. That's a look, though. Which I also do look. when I run to the car. I put them on and I run to the no. car. And then, and then, but the clogs do the same. It's like the same space in your head yeah, as the clogs. It's not a statement for me my statement is my feet are cold and i needed to slip on Mm -hmm, something mm -hmm. on my feet i'm wearing men's ugg slippers right now Mm -hmm. and these are the most comfortable things in the world my feet my toes feel so warm and caressed and they are joyful and they look ridiculous but i don't care they're not for you they're for me they're not for you my beauty is not for you period um yeah what's your mine rose? is i've been getting so my nails mm. i've never given a shit about my nails because i'm very hands-on yeah but like, i'm gardening or i'm doing i'm yeah i'm, I'm rough i'm really rough <laughs> and if forever i was making things with you know always so i've been so my nails grow but then they always get to a point where they break Mm -hmm. so recently i've been getting hard gel ah yeah which is such a game changer isn't it just it's it's like it almost feels kind of like you have an acrylic but it's not the same like thick gulpy like Mm -hmm. goopiness as an acrylic and these are my nails those are your real nails these are my real nails they're so (gasps) long i can't even pick up pennies off the table (laughs) but i feel like such a woman yeah I feel so, so. I feel so feminine. There's so something so luxurious about your nails. Yeah, and I'm constantly showing videos yeah. of my yeah. hands. Like yeah. I send yeah. some diamond, like yeah. some fat diamond videos with yeah. wrecked hands. Yeah, like I should <laughs> right. be embarrassed. I'm not. I don't care. I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, but I have to, and I have kind of bigger hands, and so I mean they're they're fine, but they're. I just feel so feminine yeah. and beautiful with these nails. Yeah. So that's that's, like, that's my hack. Is this hard gel uh, doesn't allow my nails to break? So good. That's smart. Isn't this very, fun? Very smart. I mean, Honestly. writing. E- I dread writing emails now. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get yeah. a stylist. Quack, quack, yeah, quack, quack, quack. I know, but but you need to for, hire for someone now. to write them for you. That's I what those nails say. Yeah. Honestly, these nails say I don't. I, don't do I anything. hired someone yeah. to yeah. write my emails. I've for never. Wealthy. I've someone. never considered hiring assistant more mm-hmm. than I have now <laughs> when you can't. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Like maybe I really do need to just bite the bullet and get an assistant because. Someone to write my emails too. Not Siri. You can't trust Siri. Sure can't. My nails are short and stubby because babies. Because I gotta change diapers and stuff. But someday, someday. Yes, 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 yes. Kim, what's your thorn? Oh my god, your thorn. My thorn is like traveling with liquid allowances, Mm. which are, in my opinion, actually racist. Mm. At oh. least, at least sexist Ooh. and Listen. also racist. Like in this essay, I will. Um, <laughs> but seriously, it's like, okay, with like, you know, you have to, as a non-white woman, you have to travel with all of your own products because right. hotels don't accommodate Absolutely. 
do you guys have diva girl leave-in conditioner no oh okay no no <laughs> coconut oil right. anything yeah. you know edge control <laughs> oh, oh all right no just Nothing. keels yeah. yeah keels what that yeah. yellow stuff that yeah. yellow stuff that it will strip every yeah. ounce of moisture yeah. away no. from your hair your skin. body your skin yeah. and leave you like a raisin and so it is bullshit so you know you have to travel with all this extra stuff and then you have to pay a premium to kind of check the bag and the extra weight and it's mm-hmm. absolute bullshit mm-hmm. and if i'm being absolutely honest i think that like a free checked bag or extra liquid allowance should be part of reparations i think that should be part of the package <laughs> like, let's do it that way let's I just do it. it in like small ways yeah. that yeah. actually work what's for us like, on a daily basis what's yeah. like 30 bucks on top of 25 trillion dollars yes exactly they're like uh it's another couple trillion for us to pocket yeah thank you thank you um but yeah so that's very annoying my only hack with that is also is like sometimes i'll have if i'm going away for a while is having stuff mailed to amazon Sorry, I'm sending yeah. it to the hotel that I'm going to, so then yeah. it's there, so I don't have to travel with it. Yeah. But still, it's ball ache. Yeah. My mom freezes food. I wonder if you could. I love that. <laughs> she freezes because yeah. everything Indian is like saucy. Yeah. And so she just freezes it. Yeah. So she freezes it and takes it out in the, the morning she's traveling, mm-hmm. and then it's just a frozen block in her yeah. bag. They're like, ma'am? Yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, it's a solid, yeah. I guess. And she's yeah. gotten away with it for years, or they're yeah. just like, this crazy, crazy lady is doing whatever. I wonder. But the creams probably won't. They yeah. wouldn't last. They yeah. would separate. It would be terrible my thorn is this is not beauty related but it kind of is because yeah. it's affecting Wellness. my mental health yeah the frozen two soundtrack i'm so sorry is uh, i have fuck. a five-year-old boy oh god and he generally like listens to good music or at least you know compromise we compromise and listen to music that's pretty good the frozen one soundtrack i tolerated mm-hmm. you know we missed most of let it go luckily he was more into moana which is incredible yeah, moana is a great album incredible like, and like wonderful slaps, songs written by lin-manuel miranda a lovely little brown girl at the center i'm like on board but it's like barbie dolls singing in the ice okay oh. and um they're like some weird like race they're it's like race they're talking about race but the the soundtrack is terrible like i sorry i'm sorry i hate it i oh, hate God. it um there is no there are no bangers <laughs> there's not even anything I can, like, frozen not a, two not a single does banger. not slap not banner like, <laughs> nothing i can sing at least like i can sing along to let it go at least yeah. that's Hilarious. a nice like vocal workout it is this awful song I don't remember what it's called. Into the Unknown, mm. which people are super into. It's terrible. I'm so sorry. I think about this like every so often that like the, the thing that you have to go through as a parent is like having to listen to the same shit again and again and again. So, like, but now uh, I just say, you know what, sweetie, I need a break. Can we listen to something else? Yeah. And then we go what back What about to headphones? In the car, I mean. Beats by Dre. Mm. <laughs> well, come on. I, I mean, be involved. I just want to be involved in his life and like listen. Yeah. yeah, I want to listen to what he's listening to. And mm. then he goes, do you like this song? Which which version do you like more? And I'm like, oh, I like both of them. And I just pretend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here I'm going to complain. No, honey, it. I hate this. Oh, no, yeah. I know. I can't. I can Fuck never Elsa. say that. I'm like just. <laughs> mm. uh. Anyway, that's my thorn. How about you? know guys you don't have one my son says that sometimes too it's so cute he goes i think it was pretty great yeah <laughs> that's what i was thinking i don't know my life is good yeah if i have to be honest i've been i'm too busy trying to make a million rings before christmas ends yeah. oh, life, God, i don't yeah. know i don't know yeah. i don't i don't know what's going on i literally that's don't know yeah. 
boring. <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah, 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 yeah. Talk, to, talk to me in two weeks. I'll find something to complain about. But right okay. now, I don't even have the time to think about anything else. Oh and that's a wonderful thorn. What's your bed, Camilla? What are you looking forward to? So, as we're just discussing, because I have no eyelashes, um, mm. I just purchased um, some Latisse formula from this uh, company online called Apostrophe, and you have a consultation with a doctor online. It's not a consultation. I never spoke to anyone. You just fill out a form and they're like, cool, it's a consultation. Hilarious. And then they just mailed me some liquid the other day, which um, I need to apply to my eyelashes and we'll see if it works. In six, eight um, weeks. Yeah, apparently. But, you know, if I go blind and can't write anymore because I, you know, because of Latisse, just know that I looked wonderful while They'll doing it. They'll be fine. I think they just make your eyes a little dry is what I remember. I really? A little bit. For okay. me, I think it made my eyes a little dry. I think right. if you're fine oh. using electronics in the bathtub because uh, you're that careful, you'll yeah. be fine with Latisse. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're so you're careful. Right. You'll be good. You um, but what was the company that you had said that, so I just paid yeah. still like $100 okay. for this and you've told me that there is okay. a company that gets it for $10. So I am livid. I have been lash obsessed mm. since I've been wearing makeup. Your I, lashes are resplendent. No, they're extensions. Okay. They're because wonderful I'm extensions. obsessed. You have to give us the so here's name a, of the here's person who your extensions mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. So she's in Koreatown. She's amazing. Ooh. I'm lash obsessed, right? Yeah. So the moment that I could find any type of products that would make them grow, I've tried all mm-hmm. of those serums and blah, 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 blah. So that includes Latisse. Mm-hmm. But life hack, Latisse was invented from glaucoma medicine. It was on accident. Mm-hmm. They like realized that all of their mm-hmm. patients had extremely long lashes mm-hmm. and that the medicine essentially prolongs the la- the lash life cycle because yeah. we all have like our lash cycles are like 30 to 45 days okay. they fall out you grow new ones i see so what the latisse does is it prolongs the life cycle so that wow. they stay in longer and grow <laughs> I told you i was obsessed oh God. so anyways when they figured this out so anyways it's a generic it's a generic drug yeah. for glaucoma but right. so but the way that the industry works is then mm-hmm. they then rebranded it and packaged it as this cosmetic thing mm-hmm. yes and now they charge like 120 150 dollars for it a generic the same formula mm-hmm. only costs ten dollars and what's it called but you need to get it's called care prost okay c-a-r-e-p-r-o-s-t mm-hmm. but you need to either have a prescription for it or order it online from another country okay so the bottles are like ten dollars each shipping is 15 you just right. stock up and buy three four or five yeah. six at a time smart but yeah. don't pay full price Send a right. we we never, it's never just a brand it's just a brand of course but yeah. that's what is mindful it's, you're like what medicine is a yeah. brand it's like <laughs> well, yes yes yeah. yes um you'll have to give us the link to where you buy I don't know. Just Google Um, care prost. Yeah. Figure it out. But yeah. But yeah. I love it. My bud is, I have like a few deadlines this week, which I'm not thrilled about. They're making me nauseous. Mm -hmm. But at the end of this week, if I make all my deadlines, I'm taking a month off. (gasps) Yeah. Kind of. Still going to do the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking a month off from like other work and I'm going, I'm kind of, I've kind of decided what I want my day to be. Okay. I'm going to be, Mostly off social media. Right. Like I'm deleting the apps from my phones. Good for you. Um, and I'm going to walk. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to read. I'm going to cook. Mm. I'm going to spend time with my kids. Is there anything else? Like maybe a face mask. Mm. Yeah. Maybe baths. Maybe yeah. Just some like, Lots of baths. Yeah. yeah. Just like something like that every day that feels a little decadent. Good yeah. for you. And I'm going to do that for a month. Good for you. <gasps> Yay! It's also my birthday. Ooh, yeah, happy birthday! It's my birthday day after tomorrow. Wow! <laughs> happy birthday! Thank you. It's very exciting. Just thrilling. 
<laughs> she says she's gripping her forehead. I know. I just have like a you look great for 40 going in my head. Oh which my I God. shouldn't be worried about. But I don't know. We're you look, all. You look great for 40. Thank you. We're all programmed wrong. I realize yes. this. I have yes. to like undo all of it. My bones hurt. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, what are you looking forward to? Same, same, yeah. same. So I have so many projects that I'm working on at the moment, trying to get finished yeah. um, for this holiday. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to giving myself time to actually turn my brain off yeah. and just relax. Mm-hmm. I would love to be somewhere warm for New Year's. Yeah. So that is yeah. kind of on my priority list but Mm -hmm. really just turning off and taking care of myself and I don't Mm -hmm. know that's not anything we really touched on too much but like so much of my lesson you know in in um, running my own business and working for myself is prioritizing the self you know self-care buzzword Mm self-care buzzword I mean there's so many different things that looks like self-care yeah sometimes it's saying no and Mm -hmm. whatever but making those things a priority just as much as you know my work stuff is a priority and how taking care of myself is just as important Mm -hmm. because I'm, I am the only person that's going to take care of my business. And if I'm not taking care of myself, if I'm not well, then my business isn't well, Mm -hmm. if I'm not healthy, then my Mm -hmm. business isn't healthy. And, and my mental health, my physical health, all of it needs to be prioritized just as much as anything, you know, income related. So I do my best year round to balance these things as best as possible. And I think like holidays are crazy. And so, I just need a little bit extra self-love. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so that's what I'm really looking forward to is like the last couple of weeks of the month, just, just turning off mm-hmm. and like turning in and like taking care of myself. <sighs> Sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, guys. Yeah. Nailed it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming and hanging Thank out with us. Um, is there anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to promote? Anything oh, you want to Where can plug? people find you online? You can find me. I have a website, but I think that, um, you can find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really post a lot of my work on Instagram. I post some of the behind the scenes. It's just easy to share there. Yeah, right. My website just has kind of a breakdown of my process, mm-hmm. my creative process and how to kind of get a custom piece going. But I share a lot of, yeah. I feel like Instagram is the new online portfolio. Oh, yeah. True. It's Maggie Simpkins, mm-hmm. but my name doesn't have an E on it. So it's M-A-G-G-I Simpkins, S-I-M-P-K-I-N-S. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. For show notes, including links to the products, services, people, and causes mentioned on this episode, you can subscribe to our official newsletter, Stuff and Things, through the link in our show notes or at foxybrownspod.com. See you next week. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 